0: And can say goodbye to winter. We are Dying for Midnight, DFM. And today, Carrie and I are going to talk about the Addams Family and one of our film festival favorites. Not to be confused, Carrie, with the Addams Family, on our Netflix. No. The Addams Family, hailing from the Catskills in New York. And they're awesome. Awesome.
1: Awesome. I've
0: got Austin and our buddy Jake I on guess. the line. Awesome. Love you, Jake. The Midnight Traveler. Often permitless according to the episode on joe bob film hellbender
1: well they did record on their own (coughs) property so they would not be permanent
0: did we ever find that out
1: i think they said
0: are you this is this a carrie thing where you're guessing and saying yes
1: i thought i remember (laughs) (laughs) they they did film a lot of places i will just
0: i will just go back and rely on the fact that uh Papa Adams had said that they had often filmed with the camera that looks like you're just taking pictures. So anyways, folks, check out the Joe Bob episode. Um, the plot to Hellbender is simple. The setting, as Carrie started mentioning, is perfect. And it has just enough artistic flair to make us consider ourselves a connoisseur of art house horror. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I'm some art connoisseur. I just had to say that because i'm just I'd need to laugh at myself today but um but it's not so artsy that it gets in the way um of amazing character development. It's got a great background story, lore uh the hellbender lore. I love it.
1: I wish I had a little bit more of the lore. It left me wanting a little bit more
0: Well, that's good storytelling. You can fill in your blanks with your head um i can't even english today folks we didn't have the kids all weekend so i should be like ready and raring to go so um the soundtrack to carrie by the adams family um we need to get that vinyl we do i love it like we've watched this twice now the first time was like oh this music's cool. the second time it really the music really stood out um hey guys this is episode eight (laughs) <laughs> what we called worm slash protein. I think we had our keto diet on the brain. Yes, equals power, which we need to get back onto. By the way, I need to start exercising again. Um, we are discussing the one part, just one part, because hellbenders aren't just all witch, right? No, that's what we learned. The one part witchy movie, hellbender. Carrie? No, and
1: you can't just call them witches. It would not do it justice.
0: Yes. So, Carrie remind me then re-educate me on what a hellbender is exactly well
1: according to the adams family themselves via the joe bob episode that we watched they are one part witch one part demon and one part malevolent serpentine entity which goes back to libyan roots but more on that later
0: so let's go into the comfy 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 horror movie review carrie i'm such an awesome husband why did I make this a comfy weekend for you, Carrie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I got to have my coffee fix, for one. We got to go to one of our favorite coffee spots. I I go to many of the coffee houses in our area, and yes, there are quite a few. Um, but this was one we haven't been to in a while. And then we went for ice cream. So we got loaded up on caffeine, and then loaded up on sugar.
0: I'm actually surprised since we've been on the lower carb side overall the past two years, we, we haven't been so good the past couple no, weeks. we haven't. Um, that I didn't end up with a headache or like feeling crummy from all the carbs. We
1: didn't overload, though.
0: In in, it was, in a way, we it didn't was overload enough.
1: We didn't overindulge, shall I say?
0: So okay, so we were super comfy this weekend, and um, but I'm I'm even more I'm feeling good about having the kids back. It's like a couple days, and then it feels weird for me. I just, I do like having the background noise, the little circus going on in the house. Yeah. But, um, this was our last weekend sans the kids for a few months at least. Um, and, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe another episode we'll talk about what we're going to be doing at the beginning of May once the plans are firmly in place. So, um, yeah, so we, we went out, went out. What flavor of ice cream did you have even? salted remember. caramel ice. i liked cream. yours better than mine i had the the oreo and dough and i've got one piece of dough on the whole damn thing but I, I still love the place i gotta though. tell you
1: every time our daughter goes and gets that same flavor she gets like four or five like in a cup
0: they just don't like me over there <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think you get some bad luck with I some of that stuff
0: that's why i should have stuck with the uh irish coffee uh or was it? Uh, yeah, yeah Irish, co- Irish the Irish coffee yeah. ice cream would have been the best. Anyways, yeah, we uh, we came home. What did we do? We had we started a Romero night, right? We watched yes, Martin. We did the maybe he's a vampire movie. Maybe. maybe he's just crazy. Maybe he's both. And then we you need to finish Hotep. You need to yes. finish Bubba Hotep. We were going to watch Night Riders and be like, okay, we're we're good on Romero. And I was talking to Carrie about um, Joe Bob. You know traveling around um showing Bubba Hotep and some other films and I'm like you she loves Bruce Campbell I'd have a feeling that you would leave me for Bruce Campbell correct
1: Bruce Campbell is awesome
0: I'm gonna I love Ash. wow guys <laughs> hey DFM D, DFM DFM fam do you notice how she kind of like had a non-reaction there um it's deafening would, would she leave me for Bruce Campbell let's do a poll I I would leave me for Bruce Campbell. (laughs) Um, That's why I had to introduce you to Bubba Hotep because I knew, like, you would love that movie. But, um, yeah, so you had the ice cream. Um, What did you eat? So
1: I finally got one of their cinnamon rolls, which I've seen on pictures. It always looks amazing, and I'm never there early enough.
0: You saw them on pictures? Did you go in there take did somebody take pictures of them and just say hey give you some polaroids?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you saw it on Facebook. Yes. Oh, okay, I was just checking. Yes. Thought maybe you had like a a deja vu stalker.
1: <laughs> no. I go in yeah. there
0: report back to me with pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I do check them out to see what they have and I've always wanted to have their cinnamon rolls that look amazing and I finally got to It was so good
0: Super hot coffee too.
1: Yeah, it was it was really good. And I know that they've switched ownership Recently, I think they're doing a really good job. They're sticking with the same recipes and everything that they had So it's not really much of a change
0: The problem with going to this Deja brew coffee shop is that there's five bajillion things and they've even got a gluten free side.
1: Yeah. Which is amazing.
0: But every time I go there, I see all these cakes like her carrot cake. I could eat carrot cake every day of the week, but they had a German chocolate cake. Oh, I haven't had German chocolate cake in at least a decade plus, but uh, I had to go with the apple fritter coffee cake. I've got to go with the apple flavor. And if you all get to know me, um, Everybody's like, especially come October, the pumpkin spice, pumpkin this. And I, while well, I like some of that, I got to go with apple flavor. And one of these days, we're going to make it to the Biglerville Apple Festival. We are.
1: We just have so much stuff going on in October that some somehow that always gets cut out of our plans.
0: So um, now that you've heard all of our coffee shop and baked treats preferences, <laughs> let's get back on Hellbender and the background, specifically on Hellbender. Um yes. The cast and crew, this is an easy one to, to get through. Um, John Adams, Zelda Adams, the the married couple who started their family. Um, guys, ch- again, check out the Joe Bob episode to learn more about them and their background. But uh, it, it's funny.
1: To- yeah, Toby Poser.
0: Toby Poser. Can't forget him. Written yes. by the Zelda family, including Toby Poser, produced by Toby Poser.
1: The Zelda uh, family?
0: What? <laughs> Did I say the Zelda family? <laughs> okay, did. I had a brain for The Adams family. <laughs> Just thinking about the Zelda game. Zelda Adams, Toby Poser, John Adams and Lulu Adams are all in this. Yep. Um, cinematography, you guessed it, John and Zelda. Edited by John, music by John, well, the whole entire family. And um Wonder Wheel Productions. But, and that that is special to them because um that's where he proposed. Yeah, at
1: the Wonder Wheel. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's where they started their family at the Wonder Wheel and uh one is Coney Island, yes, and um, yeah, distributed by Shudder. So, this one was released um, about a year and a half ago or so, around August 2021 at the Fantasia Fest. That's how <laughs> it grew a following. Um, and of course, last year, February 24th, and uh, via Shudder, we'll we'll dive into the family a little bit more later and the soundtrack, which we absolutely love, yes. But uh, let's look at this poster, Carrie. Like, I'm looking at this poster first of all. I love the simplicity of just black white or red i love the symbol that you see throughout the film did they ever state specifically why they went with this symbol
1: i wonder if it's it's has a if it's a real
0: symbol i'm i'm sure they did their research yeah um, immediately i can't help but like i think of the symbol in blair Witch whenever i look at that, that
1: it's kind of this kinda one's similar.
0: got a lot more lore and backstory yes. around it and development around it throughout the film
1: the character development is amazing yeah. in this
0: and I, I love the uh the crown um on her head you know what's interesting the picture of her stops at her mouth mm-hmm. and then it almost looks like when it it's got the text below it in an adams family film oh yeah like it opens up wide yes and it's and almost like hey you know there's more to this hellbender than her just being a witch yes but uh the the tagline growing up is hell I'd say that could just about sum it up for a lot of us.
1: I was just going to say, that could go for everyone.
0: Um, this is this is a coming-of-age film between mother and daughter, and uh, I know you're going to um, dive into that dynamic a little bit more later. Um, so given the nature of this film, we're going to do a little quick change-up just for this episode. We're going to expand on favorite moments, including dialogue, death and effects, and then favorite song from the soundtrack. Um, this isn't a film guys. I'm sure a lot of you've already watched it where there's, you know It's like a slasher film with a group of friends and there's like, you know, eight different people that you could choose from very much uh an intimate Film with maybe six characters max Max. and 90% of the time it's two mother and daughter. Yes Um, The duo the duo. So let's let's start off with favorite scenes and dialogue carrie
1: Okay, so my favorite scene was, you know, when the mother and daughter are walking in the woods and she just found out that she has this power. Uh, She's just starting to understand the origin and their powers and very powerful scene where the mother makes this daisy flower and you can see, you know, there's a lot of light to her magic. She tries to stay you know, out of the shadows, basically, and the daughter's creation, it just vanishes into the ground. Um, the mom's like, holy shit, you know, the daughter has no limits to her powers. And really, you know, the mother is very protective. It's its light. Um, she is a very loving mother, um, but there's just certain things she won't do. She won't go there because Well, she grew up that way and how her mother raised her, she did terrible things and she regretted them. So she just won't go back there. Um, You know, she often talks about restraining the powers because they are inherently dark. She creates special diets so that they can't use their powers so, so much and that the daughter is basically having a double schooling. She's getting the information from the mom and then she's getting the information from the book.
0: Can you expand on that feeling? Because like you're coming at this from the mother-daughter angle. Yes. I've got a completely different view on this just because of like the whole daddy-daughter thing. And oh, by the way, it's not lost on me that there is no dad in this film. And I know you know the reason Mm -hmm. why there is no dad in this film. And I know it very overtly um, tells you why. I guess you could say it alludes to it. Are we one hundred percent certain that's how she was born? With with one hundred percent certainty. She okay. sa- she says that they Okay. Yes. We'll we'll get to it later. Yes. Okay, so tell me about because I look at this and <laughs> you hate it when I call you helicopter mom. <laughs> and I, I don't believe that you are in comparison to some other people. I'm a mama that we bear. Know. You're a mama bear. Yeah, I'm when it gets bear. to there you've got you've got a lot of leeway, but you've got red lines not to cross um what about like because i some of this let's take it let's forget that this is like a, a supernatural witch slash hellbender film some of it was like damn she doesn't even let her go into town like that, from my perspective it's like okay you don't have to tell her about her powers but you won't even let her go pick up groceries i
1: uh, i think when she was first born i think There was some kind of event that happened that transpired where it freaked the mother out and so she thought she was doing the right thing in protecting the daughter from being hunted down and the daughter from other people that she could possibly harm because she even tells her, you're dangerous.
0: She reminds her of her mom.
1: She does. So this is we
0: like scares. is this like a sk- like yes, they're all hellbenders. But the darkness cannot be restrained as easily every other generation is what I'm getting with this movie.
1: Well, yeah, and she said her mother did terrible, terrible things and she suffered from it, the things that she was forced to do.
0: I did I agree with you on your favorite scene there. Um her reaction when whenever her creation vanishes into the ground, that, that's a good one. Um I'm gonna expand on this scene and in, in effects as well, but talking about mine here, um my overall favorite scene is when she makes it past the door and puts her hand on the black book. Did it actually show the the inside of the black book at all?
1: No. Uh, I think there was a brief moment where it did that. Like, it flipped open, like, the Necrochromicon a little bit, but it didn't. I told,
0: I told you, see, she's still thinking about Bruce Campbell, guys. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it.
1: But it, it, knew sh- it shut it real quickly. And so it's mostly they can read just via the...
0: Next, she's going to find a way where this is connected to the Evil Dead franchise. No, it's not. You were hoping for that, though, in the recesses of your mind um anyways yeah so she puts (laughs) she puts her hand on the book and this is like an aha moment for izzy um also really have to add um that any scene with her and her mom jamming was a great way to break up the film and explore their mother-daughter relationship um i thought that not just that within the story itself but they did a good job featuring their full range of their creativity in this movie Like. As soon as you hear like Adams did this, so and so Adams did that and, so like, and then it's like, okay, you see it and not just the camera work and the drone work and but you're hearing it in the soundtrack too mm-hmm. um Papa Adams, I'm just gonna keep calling him Papa Adams, which their their makeup on their face was so cool it was I like know. tribal makeup or something. I was
1: wondering what kind of paint they used.
0: the black and red like down across the forehead and the white um, art. We're gonna to have to look more into them because I'd like to know. Because the episode mentioned it being tribal makeup, so is that is in their blood? I don't know. Seeing if I could stare at you if you if I was gonna pull out this idea, this memory <laughs> that makes you laugh every single time. <laughs>
1: okay, so you won't be in I'm glad. To I'm, glad
0: I'm glad just by looking at you, you know what I'm I what know. I'm wanting you to reference.
1: <laughs> yes. So when we first met in college.
0: This was we were sitting down, and I know Jake. Yes. If you're listening, the Midnight Traveler. This was at IUP, circa 2003.
1: I was just uh, meeting your grandmother 2003 for the or first time. T- I think it might even be your parents for the first time. It
0: might have been all of them. All So yeah. You got bombarded. With, I did. Anyways, uh, at Culpeppers, yeah, awesome wings, dollar for wings lunch. And wings.
1: We had lunch there, a late lunch. <coughs> we we're sitting down and we were talking. <laughs> it was a good time. Everybody was enjoying themselves. We were. T- I don't know how we got talking about. Ethnicity it was, it was just
0: my grandfather not being around anymore.
1: Yeah it, We just got talking about ethnicities for some reason and I don't know how but and I probably brought, they
0: were just meeting you and wondering like Oh, case said you weren't Italian, but you yes. look Italian
1: and I, a lot of people say that but I'm not Italian.
0: Nope Not at all. Everybody wants to be Italian, <laughs> which is a terrible Dude, I do terrible not movie. recommend that movie <laughs> We were forced to watch my, <laughs> my oldest sibling is banned from picking movies on double date night. Banned. So anyways, anyways go Sorry. The uh So the topic talking about came my up, would-be ancestry.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I and you said I said, Oh, you mean like you're part
0: I'm part Cherokee. Cherokee. Or it, or so I thought. <laughs> this this was a terrible twenty year joke played on me.
1: Your mom almost spit out her drink at lunch.
0: <laughs> my grandfather Norman was a prankster.
1: And, and then Gigi even was, like, having a hard time from stifling her laugh.
0: So where I grew up in Newcastle, <laughs> Pennsylvania, in Shenango Township, uh, there is plenty of instances, even the word Shenango in a lot of the district schools, Mohawk, you know, there was the Wampum area near us, The Mono- of course the Monongahela. There's all yeah. those tribal... Yeah. Um, indigenous names and so we we did have our neighborhood was near some burial grounds some old indigenous burial grounds and uh he talked about our cherokee blood and for a good solid 20 years a uh, 15 to 20 years I had it in my head, and I went around telling people all this time that I had Cherokee I, blood, and people were like, "Wow, that's so cool!"
1: Yeah, and I thought and like, this okay. is before
0: the days of ancestry, where that could have been quickly <laughs> proven wrong.
1: I mean, your cheeks can get red at times, so I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I
0: do. I like do blush whenever I'm like get a little on the bashful side."
1: I'm like, "Okay, I, yeah, sure, I'll buy this."
0: <laughs> Why would you
1: lie about that?
0: My cheeks get red. <laughs> Never mind. It could be blood pressure. It just could be <laughs> flushing from anxiety. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Mm. Otherwise, if I had not brought that up, you would have gone your entire life thinking that.
0: I wish. I mean, I wish I was had some indigenous uh, blood, but uh yeah. alas I do not. And probably a lot of the red comes from my Scottish blood, yes. truthfully. Although I'm not as hot blooded as I used to be. But um, the, what the, the wait last, minute, where was I here? We're getting way the, off track I know. Now. The
1: last great joke your grandfather ever played on you.
0: I know. Had me thinking I was part Cherokee. Talk, You want to talk about <laughs> a guy that was not PC whatsoever? Holy smokes. If I could interview him right now, I'd have to, have to go in and do a lot of editing later. Um, But uh, he was a good guy. Papa Adams, bringing it back to Hellbender, mentioned on the Joe Bob episode wanting to get out of the way on this film. Um, I wonder if he's going to be featured more in their next one. And uh, I'll touch on that a little bit later. So now we're going to move on um, to favorite death and or effects. I think it's fair because there's not a lot of death in this movie compared to a lot of. No, they just
1: allude to a lot of death. So my favorite effect is when John Adams character, he's just known as the neighbor's uncle. He approaches her as this lost hitchhiker looking for directions. And you can tell that this guy with his phone, he's trying to figure out how to get closer to her. You know, Izzy's not used to seeing a lot of people. And she was told she had an autoimmune disorder. So she needs to stay away from people. But beyond that, she's also standoffish. So something's off about this guy that she can kind of pick up on. Um, you know, she was raised on this huge chunk of rural, you know, land, and this dude is a stranger just trespassing.
0: When I was, I'll just interject right here, this forest that they, this the Catskills, it, um, and this was brought up on the Joe Bob episode, it does remind me of um, what Friday the 13th films used to look like. Um, it just has that northeastern slash mid-Atlantic look to it. There's just a certain thing, like, I don't know we we can expand on the woods in Friday the thirteenth come next fall, so anyway, sorry, I, I just had to say that because it's been a while since I've seen a movie so heavily featured in northeastern woods.
1: yeah, um it was it was beautiful visually. Um, the mom, you know she comes up and she questions him, you know, through the blood connection powers the mom reads him, and she knows something a either sinister about him. Or B, B, you know, he mentioned that, you know, to Izzy that he came across this weird symbol. The one on the poster. Yeah, perhaps he knew something too much and she was making sure he couldn't find out anymore. You know, either way, the guy had to go. Do
0: you think that they're like winking at the audience like maybe this guy has had a lot of weird experiences and he's been like. He's been. This isn't the first time that he's seen this symbol.
1: Maybe. Or like maybe. maybe this
0: is the first time the mom hasn't noticed him kind of lurking, lurking around looking yeah. at stuff. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It was just a, like, it's almost like the Paul and Friday the 13th. Like, did Paul and Ted know more than what they were leading on? Like, Ted jokes about Camp Blood, and then he's like, oh, you know, they're like, they see the log in the middle of the road. And uh, he starts talking to It's like, oh, no, no, no. But believe me, you don't want to hear about Camp Blood. And he got like really super uncomfortable. So the mom, other than this guy creeping up on an underage girl, the mom almost like is like, okay, even with the ritual, she finds out exactly what he's up to. We don't know the audience, but it almost seems she like knows. they're wing- She knows, but we, the audience, don't know how much he actually knows or what his intentions were. But it, to me, she- it kind of like... If the, if it's up to us to decide, I could see a scenario where this guy was like, for a while, like, there's some really unex, weird, unexplained stuff going on around here.
1: Well, she, I don't know if you <coughs> saw it, but she almost had, like, a tear, a tear came out of her face after she read his blood, almost as if, like, there was something horrific in his past. I,
0: I, I just got, maybe got the sense this guy was a, he was a perv at best
1: maybe uh, maybe, or a doctor a murderer serial killer or something there were there was some i mean you can go on and on and on but there was definitely something that made her basically cry and tear up
0: yeah
1: um and she could have been crying because she was gonna have to kill him too Mm -hmm. which was gonna bring a lot of questions so it could have been a lot of things um but his zest scene was awesome, you know, being lifted off the ground and turned into dust, you know. And thankfully, you know, with the interview with Joe Baugh, we understand how that was pulled off with the Kubota. I mean, that's, that's awesome. <coughs> that's inventive. And that's very practical Effect. I'm just laughing now. Cool.
0: he said that the daughter that plays Izzy's friend was working it and, like, he was hoisted up too quick and hard and said it was pretty rough <laughs> Uh it, it hurt quite a bit um to be hoisted up I, I would imagine he had some mechanisms like around his groin and probably legs and, oh. harness um, probably a harness how about we're rewatching all this it's kind of funny and i ended up with like i remember i was like sitting there funny on the couch and all of a sudden i went to get yes. up yes and my groin i like screamed in pain when <laughs> yeah, we were watching I was this like what's wrong <laughs> there was some transference of power <laughs> from his Kubota situation to my situation and it was quite the situation it's a bitch getting old because like i swear to you five years ago that wouldn't have even happened no to me. it wouldn't um it is time for a new couch though that thing is like turning into a death trap thank you pumpkin <laughs> our dog our poogle for tearing the living crud out of that couch um i can't even call it a couch anymore it's just like a lump of wooden frame and she like tore
1: out stuffing and made <laughs> that a divot. Go. She made a divot just so she could <clears throat> lay in it.
0: Yeah. She's like a little freaking groundhog. Literally tore a divot into the, I'm not joking, folks, a divot into the couch. So, anyways, my favorite death, divots, a div, big divot in the ground, and my favorite death. Favorite death is the one you don't see on screen. Um, the guy who owns the pool that they're crashing. You know, we got the awesome drumming scene whenever she first meets the neighbor and all of her friends, and, and that's where he's like, "Hey, it's your first drink like you gotta have this, you know, worm, worm in your drink? Not a tequila worm, but a
1: a live worm, a live
0: worm um, that you would use for bait here in Pennsylvania." But uh, I wonder but, if she really ate it. Yeah, they didn't ask her that. Did they? Actually, did she actually eat the worm?
1: That's what I wonder. Interesting. I mean, it is
0: protein. Maybe we should ask them. And worm slash protein equals power. Good plug for the episode title, Gary. Um, <coughs> Amber asks is he eventually, whenever she reconnects with her, gives her, awkwardly gives her back her, uh, what are the hair things she gives back to her? Her hair clip. Her well, hair she tries clip.
1: to give back the hair clip. Did you
0: notice the scene where she was like floating the hair clip the one time she was laying down? When I she was didn't notice to, that the first time I watched it. I didn't notice this. it either, but it was like a little subtle thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. She was using the force. Um, Amber asks is he, if, uh, you know, once the guy's like, hey, get away from my pool. And it just, it kind of sits on him. It's like, okay, this guy's done for. If she heard about what happened to the pool guy. So obviously he's dead. Um, at this point, I was wondering, at least, especially when we watched this the first time, I'm like thinking, oh, things are about to get real. The Like the, even the one police mm-hmm. and the law enforcement guy approaches them and said, hey, you know, we had this guy's this person's uncle went missing, and there's been a lot of uh, weird animal deaths in the area. Like, yeah. you guys know anything about that? And she jokingly brings up, like, have you heard about the hellbenders? Wink, maybe, wink, it's wink it. audience. maybe it's a
1: hellbender, <coughs> like, basically telling him, yeah, it's us, dipshit. Yes.
0: The mom got it. At first, I thought the mom was going to rip into her after she left, but she kind of liked it. And that was the devilishness in her. I was wondering if the police were going to start closing in whenever we first watched this, like, if it was going to turn to, like... They're gonna be on the run, um, but I'm I'm glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. And again, not a ton of death in this movie, but I thought that dialogue and the death, even though off screen, was effective. Mm-hmm. You know, some off screen deaths can be effective. Yeah. In this case, I thought it was effective to show the progression of Izzy's power
1: or uh, how out of control she was.
0: Starting to starting to go dark. Yeah. Um, you know, the guy didn't deserve to die. <laughs> I mean, if you think but, about this. But he was
1: getting forceful with her and telling threatening her. It wasn't threatening her. Oh, was he like, was. No he, no, he was. He said no, that. he I thought he was, said, just stay right nope. there. I'm calling the police. He said, you're going to stay there and you're going to answer this as I call the police. Okay. He said, you're not going to leave. Okay. So that's threatening.
0: Okay. But if somebody said she that trespassed. to you, are you going to kill them on their property? No. I, okay. Of so, course. You see the conundrum here. Well.
1: But she's not used to being around people. Okay. Well, so... that's a
0: good enough excuse. Burr. Back to... The, um, I'm going to go back to the locked room scene. Carrie is justifying cold-blooded hellbender <laughs> murder.
1: She's not socialized, so she doesn't know how to
0: react. In this hellbender universe, I'm, yes. I'm going to give it a pass. <laughs> uh, the key... I'm going to go back to the lock room scene. And, and I know this was mentioned on Joe Bob, but the key coming out through the back of the hand was so cool. I'd like to hear more from the Adams family about how they pulled that off. Like the either a camera trick or editing or combination of all those. Um, I just like it. I I just think it's a very simple understated effect. Um, I love the simplicity of the overhead shots with the drone featuring the forest. Mm -hmm. I can't help but think of Friday the 13th. As soon as it was mentioned on the episode, every time I see the woods in this, I'm like Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. Um, you made this point, which I'm stealing. The yeah. forest itself is really a character and it's host to all of the creatures and plants, um, all sorts of living things that can give them their varying degrees of power via fear in the blood um, or the concoctions used towards different hellbender abilities. Um, and, and can I just mention yeah. real quick, this sure. just shows
1: <laughs> you how, you know, women as a whole can get very protective in certain situations. And it just shows how powerful women can be. I mean, women can be really, really mean
0: to each other. It exists probably from about third grade on, as we're finding out this year with both of our kids. But um, anyways, as if I haven't had enough discussion about that.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to discuss that.
0: I, I know that. But you just, it, it, I mean, it's right under the surface for us. so yes. um it, it,
1: it, it hits home.
0: I, I'll tell you what. If I'm hiking through the woods alone, first of all, which I would never be doing, that right there is sus. Don't. <laughs> so sus, mom. Stop. Mom, that's sus.
1: <laughs> if I hear that word, I don't know how many more it's times. A,
0: it's a little sus that you're so mad about the word sus. mm <laughs> Say um, the
1: entire word. Suspicious. But
0: look at look at that. I didn't have to. You knew what I was talking about without me having to waste breath on that.
1: Only because one time That's I asked. The kid, when the kids first started saying it, I said, what does that mean? Tell me. What does that mean? And they're like, suspicious. I said, just say the
0: word. Hmm. I think there's a lot of listeners out there that would disagree with you.
1: We were watching something. And somebody said it, and I forget what it was. I was just like... You just
0: you didn't care anymore at that point. You were just had blind rage from hearing that word. But um, let's move on, Carrie, to the Hellbender Lord. Oh yeah, the Hellbender Lord. (laughs) There is no Lord. There might be maybe in the prequel or the sequel. But um, let's talk about the Serpentine Libyan yeah and Z- Greek mythology history behind this idea that the Adams family had Based not the Zelda family not the, Z- the, the Adams <laughs> family the Adams family <laughs> Carrie, talk about um because the mother mentioned this, yes, the lamia she, Lamia, and uh this we're we're taking this from Wikipedia. this was just yeah. our our brief research here,
1: just a general you know from it's an ancient Greek mythology where she was a child eating monster. And in later tradition was regarded as a type of night haunting spirit, daemon.
0: See, they mentioned the, um, the Libyan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I didn't realize it was until now that it was tied into Greek mythology. Well, it
1: makes sense.
0: So um, she was a queen of uh, Lamia. Of ancient Libya.
1: Um, oh, she had a fair affair with Zeus.
0: Yeah, there's this whole thing where Zeus's wife Hera robbed Lamia of her children, so Lamia was like, "God damn bitch, I'm gonna get back and you start eating your ch- eating kids." Um, hmm. So because of her children snatching, looks like she became ugly and monstrous. Yeah. What else about the Lamia? Uh,
1: she gave Lamia Zeus gave Lamia the power of prophecy, the ability to. Take out and reinsert her eyes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why would you need that? But, you know, she was cursed by Hera with, oh, insomnia. So she could no longer sleep and close her eyes. So she was a f- forced to obsess over her lost children. Any mother who has lost children, you would be haunted by that for sure.
0: Without getting too technical into mythology and archaeology and whatnot um, the one thing that stood out to me that in previous centuries Lamia was used in Greece as a boogeyman of sorts to frighten children into obedience um, similar in the way that uh, parents families in uh, Latin America Portugal Spain used um, the cocoa to frighten their children
1: oh interesting and my grandmother... wasn't that
0: featured in the Outsider. Remember that Stephen King movie, the guy from Rogue One, the Outsider Show with it the might, Boogeyman? Might have. Was that the Coco?
1: I don't, I don't remember. We'll have to look into the we'll Coco. Interesting, because my grandmother, they used to make us behave. They used the theory of Big Ben in the basement.
0: Yeah, everybody's got their own version of the Boogeyman. <clears throat> the one thing that I wanted to talk about, yeah, Carrie, let's move on to soundtrack and hellbender. Okay. Um, I'm going with the first song that you hear in the movie right out of the gate, "Rip It," the song "Rip It." I thought that was just like a great hard rock sound. One of my favorite, um, parts of the verse from that is like, I'm a bad luck penny and I'll take you pound for pound. Um, there's some oomph and some, uh, dark negativity in those, um, lyrics. It it just feels like music that you don't hear on the top 40 anymore. Uh, and again, people that want to play instruments, um, I say, hell Yes. To the Adams family because those are some musical skills that are waning these days. There are no bands anymore. So, <laughs> Carrie, what's your favorite soundtrack? The
1: Armageddon. You know, when they basically say, I'll follow you tomorrow. I mean, it's very catchy. I love the drum sequences, it's very heavy on the drum solo um don't 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 you dare start singing (laughs) i'm not no way you're never gonna get me to sing ever
0: all of those apologies ring hello yeah
1: thank you um those lyrics are very grill
0: grill centric (laughs) we do need a new grill we
1: do and that's why i have that on my mind
0: the hellbenders (laughs) need to have a song about grills (laughs) in the cat skills
1: (laughs) It's very girl power-centric.
0: What happens if a hellbender grills its meat? See, it needs the fresh, fear-induced blood, right? Yes. It's got to be raw.: It's got to
1: be raw, which I have had raw. You remember me. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you're not even from Wisconsin. <laughs> the The cannibal sandwiches? I, I but listen, I'm never kissing you ever again.
1: But listen, I the way I grew up, okay, the way I grew up, my family is Pennsylvania Dutch, part of it. And it was a delicacy There's
0: out there somewhere There's people that are Pennsylvania Dutch That are not from Johnstown, Pennsylvania That'll say I um, never had raw meat in my entire life What the hell are you talking about, Johnstown?
1: Well, we would mix it in with like onions And flavor, the seasoning And pepper and not salt Not getting better <laughs> But it was really That was a
0: really hard habit to break No wonder you've got so much dark rage around you You're a hellbender and I didn't know it Um, Is is johnstown pennsylvania (laughs) a hub for hellbenders probably not watch out
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um going back to the track armageddon you know it feels like this is someone you would not want to wrong in the way the lyrics are but it's such a catchy tune
0: i'm from johnstown and i'll eat all the raw meat
1: Listen, we um, st- once the E. coli, the mad cow disease, came out is when we stopped. You're going to start
0: it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I was going to get to reaction ratings, but uh, aw, here it is from the most loyal werewolf around. Good
2: boy, werewolf. <sighs> Another audiogram from our friend Jake, the midnight traveler. Case and carry. Hey, everybody. Have you heard the news? Joe Bob is back in town. <laughs> Hello again, my fiendish friends of fright. This is Jake, the Midnight Traveler, coming at you from well into the murky darkness of the evening to talk about family values and, of course, witchcraft and devildry with a Texas twist. Now, with my letters, I genuinely try to give you something unique with every entry to share my opinions and keep you entertained. As the supplier of these passages, it's my duty to make sure that they are of good quality and consistent. And in order to do so, I feel that inevitably, my letters do fall into a bit of a pattern. I start with some quips, maybe some clever, or not so clever, alliteration, and then dive into how I came across whatever movie or experience we are talking about, and then it's right into the guts of the thing. Well, this letter will be the first, of many, no doubt, that will have to mention the indelible impact of a man from Northeast Texas. Yes, I am referring to the man, the myth, the dawn of the drive-in, the master of mutants, Joe Bob Briggs. Yes, on an episode of the epic The Last Drive-In is where I first heard of and saw this week's entry, Hellbender. Now, we here at Dying for Midnight, both in and outside of the main office, have had discussions about delving much further into Joe Bob and his impact on not just us, but the entire horror community in general. So with as much restraint and self-control as I can muster, I'm going to table further discussions on the man and his work until a later date. As for now, let's go back to a warm spring evening in central Texas and a cozy house on the south side of town. It was my fiancé that put this man back on my radar. And over the years, watching these films with Joe Bob and the always stunning Darcy the mail girl, became of an event sometimes i could convince my partner to make some killer sloppy joe bobs with spicy texas barbecue sauce to go along with it while we took it in on a saturday or sunday night it's a lot easier for us to watch when we could stop and start whenever as our connection wasn't that deadly down there one night It was this little film from upstate New York that came on that neither of us had ever heard about, let alone saw, that came on as we settled in. Now, I don't think I'm alone in saying this, but this film was not really like anything I was expecting. It genuinely seemed like a real family was behind this. There was. And it seemed like it was made without much involvement from any outside sources. Once again, true so it really has its own look and feel that not too many horror films can manage. All in all, I don't think it was anything earth-shattering, but I do appreciate its unique slow-burn quirkiness. Like most films of this ilk, you know something is wrong and that something is coming, but it's all a question of what, where, and when, And it's up to the filmmakers to make that journey as interesting as they can. I feel that overall, the Adams Family, (laughs) yeah, was successful in making a solid film about the dangers of witchcraft and secrets. In a way, it kind of hits on that whole generational trauma theme that seems to be very popular in cinema these days, especially one of Disney, like, you know, Moana, Coco, Encanto, and Frozen, just to name a few at the top of my head, where the young are hidden from the secrets of the past with sometimes disastrous consequences. I gotta say that the production design on this film was pretty impressive for being so low budget. Like, I really like the little touches they make here and there, like uh, the face paint that's on Mom and Izzy's faces when they sport the musical numbers. I thought it was very well done. But to me, this is a unique film and a run-of-the-mill film at the same time that may or may not be worth your time. I could understand how this one could be polarizing and I can find as many flaws with it as I can strengths. But that aside... It is well-made, and if you want something to cleanse the palate in terms of your quote-unquote usual horror, then this is a pretty decent one to take in. I think that about wraps it up for me here tonight, my friends. This film has given me a lot to think about. Could I live in the woods like a hermit? Could I give up 98% of human contact to keep my loved ones safe? Could I eat only sticks and fungus to literally avoid Satan? Hmm. Let me finish this Italian jalapeno cheddar sausage hoagie and get back to you on that. See you next midnight, Jake. Ah,
0: thanks, Jake. We miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing okay all the ways out there on the perimeter, on the edges of the mysterious... I don't know, fifth, sixth dimension. I don't know what dimension he's in right now. But um, back to the reactions and ratings. I am giving Hellbender a three out of five flamethrowers. It's a fun flick with unique lore, good acting, um, and a very entertaining mother-daughter dynamic. It's a film that I wish probably would have been maybe about 10 to 15 minutes longer. Um, I would have liked to have watched Izzy interacting with some people in town Um, after she learns um, about her powers or expands them to see exactly which way she's going to go. I mean, she's dark. And I have to agree with Joe, Bob, that a darker ending would have been fun. Um, Is she going to devour her mother? Is she going to kill more people? Perhaps over time. But in terms of within the length of this movie, not yet.
1: Yeah. I I gave this a three and a half Out of five, Flamethrower. It's a very beautiful film visually. Um, It resonates with me given the mother-daughter relationship. And it's very powerful. You know, with mothers and daughters, there's always a power struggle. Um, Who's in control? You know, the mother wants to be in control to look out for the daughter and protect her. And the daughter wants to rebel and be in control of her own life. It is a natural progression and a very coming of age
0: Movie. So, <clears throat> Carrie, that brings us to the overall Dying for Midnight Raining" of 3.25 out of 5 flamethrowers. <clears throat> I'm glad. We're both glad that this is a smaller scale, family-friendly film. Um, it's a. I think that a big studio would have ruined this film. Yeah, I um, agree. I think we can all agree that the horror gems belong to the creative. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be unique hellbender has just got its own unique lore movies like hellbender take chances they get you thinking the average moviegoer who wants to see scream six and then that's the only time that they're heading back you know they're going to the theater for horror might not necessarily be seeking out these independent films and i'm sure a lot of them are too i'm sure a lot of them are like us they, they want a little bit of everything we like a wide variety of horror yeah um, i think i think a lot of people do I think it's a great gateway film. I said it's a great family-friendly film. I think if you want to introduce the younger crowd to horror, I think this is dark enough, but not overly gory or violent. Yes. it's And it, again, it's just from lay, my layman's point of view, it's just artsy enough, I think, to give you a flavor of independent films, of film festival films, to kind of dip your toe into something different in terms of something different in a horror. I think if you're, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really into the the horror franchises and I'm into, you know the the screams you know all the big ones Friday the Thirteenth and I mean everybody you know everybody knows a, the franchise a lot of, yeah a lot of parents will introduce their kids to horror mm-hmm. via the franchises because they've especially in our generation they and Generation X and whatnot they've they've watched it so much they know exactly where to nope don't look at that or oh, fast eyes, forward yeah. cover your eyes. That's funny how it's changed over time for us with them because there's things I let them see now that I wouldn't even a year ago. Although
1: they're still not allowed to see any...
0: They're not watching Terrifier anytime yeah. soon. Oh, oh, hell no. <clears throat> um, so I I would say things like this. We, we need to do a whole episode or maybe a whole month on Gateway Horror Films. Yeah. Um, What's something that we can show the next crop of younger generations? Well... They still can't get their own ticket to the R-rated theater yet that we can share with them at home. Guys, that brings us to intermission time. I hope everybody liked Hellbender as much as we did. I I cannot wait. Oh, that brings me to... I know what I was going to do. I want to bring up The Addams Family. And I want to bring up specifically what their next movie was. That's what I forgot to bring up. Okay. There is a new one coming out by The Addams Family called Where the Devil Roams. And it traces a family of murderous sideshow performers as it travels around the world on the dying carnival circuit. Ooh. Check it out on IMDb. Again, John Zelda, Toby—they're all directing. Um, they're all in it. I can't wait to see this.
1: Yeah, and they—they they come back from—they come from a very creative family. I mean, Toby Poser was in theater and john was a, a model and now i think zelda is modeling too so very creative family
0: there's another one that um that he's in that that john adams is spe- excuse me specifically and called the dead place hmm. that that's coming up a troubled high school senior reading from imdb a troubled high school senior isaac suffers from visions of malevolent spirits whose hauntings intensify amidst an onslaught of bullying and familial tragedy pushing him to discover a capacity for violence He never knew he possessed. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. So yeah, I, I had to throw those out there. Guys, now it is intermission time. Thanks again to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for the intro track, Dead by Dawn. Up next is Hoarder Etc., where you can find the second segment on our fully extended episodes via Patreon, Apple, or Spotify. You can take our RSS or around town to any of your favorite podcast platforms. Shout out to Linda, a Monster Hunter Patreon, and shout out to Jared M. Myers fan, that's his username, on Instagram, for an awesome subject. He posted about Jason and was wondering when Jason became a zombie throughout the Friday the 13th franchise. He mentions part six in his post, and uh, he and I, excuse me, the mail wolf, had a lovely exchange. Carrie, at what point in the Friday the 13th franchise do you think Jason, I'm just bringing it back to Friday the 13th again, hmm. what point do you think Jason was undead? And uh, uh, by the way, again, we've got plenty of Friday the Thirteenth episodes coming. In I October. would
1: have to say after the third movie.
0: So you think at the beginning of Final Chapter? Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to know we're on the same page. That's what I told him.
1: Oh. I was like,
0: hey, you got to look at his grayish skin. Yeah. You got to look at the gnarly blackish fingernails, and the fact that Chris at the end of three gives him an axe to the head. That's what I mean. You and can, now he's how coming. Can you survive back. that. I've always thought, even since part two. Paul tells that campfire story. The curse of Crystal Lake brings Jason back alive. He drowns. Don't ask me how the hell his mom and him miss each other.
1: Yeah, all all (laughs) those times. How could he not run up to his mom and be like, Mom, I'm alive. Because he
0: has a splintered mind. Or is he alive? There is no, well.
1: That could be a debate.
0: We'll save that for October. Next, guys, if you want to stick around for our fully extended episodes, in segment two, this episode, for Horror, Etc., we're talking campfire stories, a.k.a. the witchy women of Pennsylvania. Carrie and I have a couple of uh, stories and personalities that were shared with us over our childhood. Yeah. We'll dive in a little bit of that later. Places we visited. Places we visited, stories we've been told. Um, one, you have a story about something called the Lost Children of the Alleghenies. Yes,
1: in Bedford County.
0: Okay, and I have one about Mary Black from Newcastle, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Bloody Mary. Is it the Bloody Mary? It's up for debate. But anyways, love you guys. Talk to you later. What is it? Say. Hey, what is it? Hey, why is buttercup popcorn hey. Sweet,
2: green butter to hot
0: popcorn. Mix it up, wrap it up,
2: buttercup is born. It's delicious. So nutritious. It's a taste delight. It's so munchy. Crisp and
1: crunchy. You'll enjoy each bite. Eat butter, crunched buttercup, popcorn at its best.
2: Served in a king-size cup. It beats all the rest. Show starts in nine minutes.
1: Here's a new taste treat, the corn dog. Plump, juicy wieners are dipped in a thick, golden, southern style corn batter that seals in all their freshness and flavor. If you like hot dogs,
2: you'll love corn dogs. Everybody does. Try a corn dog with your favorite beverage. At the refreshment corner now. Corn dogs.
0: Okay gang We are back for segment two Horror etc. where we are talking Campfire stories Specifically the witchy women Of Pennsylvania and Carrie You are going to lead off Yes. And tell me a little bit about Why this Thought came in your head Tell me tell me the first time you were told About the lost children of the Alleghenies Well
1: my parents were teachers so How old were you? I was probably about seven-ish Somewhere around then Um, we used to go over to Bedford County for apples a lot, and there was a lot to do over there. So it could have been one of those times where we went for apples and we decided to stop and, and see, you know, my parents were educators. So my dad was fascinated with history. So he probably wanted to check it out. So we went and we drove down this road that was barely passable.
0: So before you go any further, I'm just going to ask: Did somebody tell? It, do you know how he learned of it? And where where are you going in the story right now? Where is your dad taking you again?
1: Well, it was all of us. It was my mom. So my you dad, were in Bedford picking apples. And it was it was fall time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, either late September, early October. My dad often he liked to make detours.
0: I, it's like dads with that generation. You think you're just going for one thing, and then they find a way to tack on. Hold on. I got to, your this dad. This is a is, cool. This is a cool place. Oh, look, at over, place. look at that over. Look at look at that over there. Yeah. Hold on, just and everybody gets. Oh, come on! I want to go home already. You no, know, just give me a minute. Yeah. Jeez, don't yeah. you want to be dragged around for another hour?
1: <laughs> I don't know what possessed them to want to visit. You this know what? Place. As a
0: kid, it's annoying. But now, as an adult, I would like. Yeah. I would. I. I yeah. wouldn't have gotten as annoyed at my parents as I did. I would have been like, "Yeah, let's go check this place out."
1: But that wasn't on the agenda for the day. Mm-hmm so you know
0: your dad was trying to be spontaneous and have some fun yeah just like i probably would be now right probably yeah see full circle moment yeah so back to the lost children back to the lost children
1: of the allegheny yes bedford county we were driving down this barely passable road and i'm like come i'm complaining
0: was it like typical western pa weather was it just like gray outside
1: no it it was sunny
0: (gasps) there was sun there was i know
1: Amazing enough, there was sun, but it was fall, leaves everywhere, and it
0: was beautiful. Well, if it was leaves everywhere, then it was definitely October. I mean, there's leaves (laughs) everywhere, mostly around. Could have been
1: late September.
0: Were they on the ground, starting to go on the ground? They were starting to go on the ground. Were they turning color yet? Yes. Then it was October. Okay. I love you, but it was October. If you're telling me you remember fall colors, I'm going to tell you it was October. Anyways. You should know this. We got married in Bedford County, Pennsylvania.
1: Yes, we did. So going I back.
0: Heisting her story. She's giving me the death stare again.
1: <laughs> so going back.
0: Pretty soon there's gonna be sign language. <laughs> and not of the <laughs> loving kind. <laughs> Anyways.
1: I was complaining about stopping. I wanted to just go home. I probably had something I wanted to read or do. Um just time to myself, and I wasn't gonna get that anytime soon. So we're there, and of course. Driving down this road was creepy as hell. You know, we, it wasn't enough to just drive down. We had to walk. and Because you couldn't drive the entire way. You had to stop and then walk.
0: Did you stop on a road or was there a parking lot? Or there was
1: no parking lot. It was, was this on like, the road. Was
0: this like a double yellow um, nope. striped road? No, nope. no lines nope. on it? No lines. So this Gravel. Is
1: like- Gravel
0: gravel okay so you're on like a semi path at this point
1: yes okay yes and it gets narrow Ooh. yes i'm getting to the point where like you can't to if there was another car somebody would have to pull off and wait like you okay you could not have two cars at once on this path it was a one lane path and when i say path at one point it stopped (laughs) and you could not go further Ooh. Without the risk of puncturing tires. I'm not an outdoorsy person. I'm not. I bet I you. I never how, have been. How old were
0: you then, do you think?
1: About, probably about seven. <coughs> seven or eight? Max. I bet
0: you at seven years old, you weren't like, careful, dad, you might puncture the tires. <laughs> but if, at, 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 in mom mode, you're like, you're <laughs> going to puncture the tires.
1: I was probably freaking out no matter what.
0: The things that mattered as a seven year old versus like a 37 year old or whatever. I
1: do remember saying, where are we and where are we going?
0: Taking you into the woods to finally get
1: rid of you <laughs> it was it was very weird um
0: what if he just said i need to find a place to take a lake <laughs> dads do that
1: no anyway not here there's
0: a whole episode about using a gatorade bottle <laughs> so okay so you eventually had to completely stop and then they're like you went we from to walk being on a road to being on gravel to like Okay. You're in We're, the
1: middle of the ro- like. That's uh, not of the just woods. taking a
0: drive anymore. Dad is saying we need to get out of this car and check out woods.
1: Yes, you're in the middle of the woods, and and you have to walk. And there is how long was the walk a in monument. The woods? I would say it was at least maybe thirty minutes. Okay, I want to say at least thirty minutes. Um, which to a kid it feels like forever.
0: How, and so, describe to everybody who has not been to Pennsylvania or has not lived there. Let's say this was, you know, would you say early to mid October then?
1: Probably early, early yeah. October. I would. Venture. Except for
0: when you and I got married.
1: I know the, the one, one time day in we wanted in Bedford, Pennsylvania, it's a bunch of fall degrees. colors, ninety degrees. There was at fall 6 colors o'clock but at night. It was
0: ninety degrees at six p.m. in Bedford, PA. Yes. But um, describe people what the weather is like, especially if you're going into the woods.
1: If you're going into the woods, you know, cool. you, while there's still, while there was sun shining that day.
0: Now it's just breaking through the trees. It's barely, breaking through the trees.
1: Through. It's getting darker. And what time this, do you
0: think this was?
1: Probably four-ish.
0: Okay, so Western PA in the fall time, at it's four-ish. getting dark at 6. Yeah. Like it is dark at 6, basically 6, 630. Yeah. At this point, this is pretty much the early beginnings of dusk. Yeah,
1: and you're like...
0: She's walking through this path in the woods at dusk with the light barely peeking through the tree leaves.
1: And there's wind, always wind, no matter what.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding the effects in here.
1: <laughs> no, there was. There was definitely wind. It was definitely weird, a weird feeling. And you go up, and my dad must have read about this. Um, I, I'm,
0: I'm actually starting to get the willies a little bit listening to you. Oh, it was creepy. Okay, okay.
1: It was very creepy. And you, you work your way up to the monument, which it tells you the story of why this place exists. I'm
0: not going to lie to you. Can you slow walk this now? Because I have to pee super bad, please. Didn't you want to know that?
1: I, too much information, man. <laughs> Pause and go to the bathroom.
0: I'm not pausing. Slow walk it and also make fun of me. Why don't you while I go to the bathroom? <laughs> so I'm taking the microphone with me. <laughs> what are
1: you doing? It's caught in my legs. Don't spill anything. <laughs> uh-huh. You're so funny. <laughs> oh, I know. I know I am.
0: Okay, so slow walk it because I want to hear it more.
1: All right seriously anyways back to it so you're getting the understanding of how this place exists and i'm not sure who had the monument created but it's a huge like headstone uh when you see it and it's got the story and the names written on the story you know goes back to you know April and you know, 1856, you know, there's a farm in Claysburg, um, you know, with Pennsylvania, traditionally in this area, there were probably a lot of farms. Um, and there is still till this day, quite a few farms in, in Bedford County till this day. Um, very rich land and very beautiful, but, um, I'm to, back
0: Aren't you so lucky that I'm back?
1: Yes. And I did slow walk it. Thank you. You're welcome. So telling them about the farms of Bedford County. <laughs>
0: Alexa, um, wait a second. I'm, I'm about to like activate Alexa. I think I put her out in the garage. Oh, thank God. Um, I was out there enjoying a cigar. But anyways, um, you started walking down this, these woods.
1: Yeah. And I'm just telling them about this monument is basically a big headstone. With the story and the names written on it these two boys named george and joseph they were seven and five at the time so to me i'm like at that age seven right about that age i'm thinking like jesus why why are my parents bringing me here like that this is creepy like i don't want to be here they apparently took off in the woods to follow their father probably while he was hunting I'm assuming. Um, The boys, they lost him and they couldn't find him and so they panicked and as it got darker, it became impossible to see. And this is back 1856. Okay. You know, there wasn't light unless you, you know, somehow managed to have, you know, a torch, basically. So, They became separated and they were missing. So apparently there was a creek nearby and that the kids could not pass it to go over safely because it was flooding. This area tends to flood very often. I mean, my goodness, where I grew up, there's been three floods major disaster floods we're talking about. One including the last one, my mom was pregnant with my sister. So a lo- lot of deaths and disaster with floods. Um, you know, the boys, they had to stay on the one side of the creek that they weren't familiar with. And apparently the search for them lasted for o- over two weeks. So the, and there was a lot of community went out and searched for them and they could not find them at all well they apparently they even went to the local witch to try to help find them
0: oh so is this like a good witch
1: apparently well
0: of course that's the whole good good versus evil but even the the hellbender movie we just reviewed i mean it's it's not necessarily good or evil it's just whatever their nature is yeah okay so they went to the local witch. Do you have a name for the local witch or not? I
1: do not, but I have the name of a local farmer who also helped search. Ooh, okay, named Jacob Dibert. Okay, he lived dozens miles away. He woke up from a strange dream in the middle of the night, um, and in the dream, he was searching in the woods and he came across a child's shoe before coming to the stream and ravine and a fallen tree had allowed him to cross the other side where he found George and Joseph under the roots of a tree. That's wild. He dreamed about where to find them, and then he went and found them.
0: He was like...
1: I mean, he kept the dream to himself at first.
0: What do they call it, like soul walking or whatever? I don't know. know. But man, that's crazy.
1: He only told his wife... You know, the dream kept haunting him. He kept having these feelings and he had the dream, you know, repeatedly. It wasn't just a one off dream. He repeatedly had this same dream. And every time, you know, it haunted him, he eventually told his brother in law, you know, who thought he knew the place that Jake was seeing in his dreams. Mm. So this family, you know, they set out to go searching. And eventually they found the dead deer that led to the child's shoe that led to the tree to cross the ravine. And there they found the two boys dead, possibly, probably of hypothermia, most likely from elements.
0: So is there any more information on the witch? Like, did your dad comment about this witch at all? Um, no,
1: no. No, but the you know the boys they were huddled together, um, um, and they weren't found till May
0: eighth. How many days later? <sighs> Roughly, I, I don't want. Well, put April you on the spot,
1: April twenty fourth to May eighth. Ooh. Is when they went missing. Two weeks basically. Two weeks basically, yeah. And apparently, some people till this day will go to the monument and they will leave toys for the boys play with and some people report strange occurrences that happen there and sometimes people even see sets of children's footprints in the snow Uh and there's been other people that have supposedly got lost in the same woods you know 1887 this woman sydney griffiths of pavia she is supposedly said to still walk the woods even till this day so there's been still more missing people in this area. Um, it would be very easy to get lost in that area because it is thick woods. And if you got turned around in the wrong place, you know, at the wrong time, close to nighttime, you definitely could get lost. And at night,
0: especially in the fall. Have you, have you talked with your mom or your dad about this recently?
1: No, but it just it occurred to me and I'm just like, I wonder... I do wonder why that they took us there. It was probably just my dad just wanted to check out the monument. He read about it probably.
0: Interesting. Huh. Um, But
1: I felt very creeped out the entire time. The entire time I was creeped out. I did not want to be there. As soon as we got out of the car. And it wasn't just because...
0: <laughs> I can hear your son flipping out right now if we did the same thing. It,
1: it wasn't just because I didn't want to be there. It was like I had a really bad feeling there's about just the place.
0: Yeah, there's just sometimes... Well, I mean, if you know what you're getting into already, you're filling your head with like all these, you know, your imagination is starting to run wild. But um, did any of your friends growing up like say that they went there too? Do you remember talking oh, about that at I don't all?
1: remember even talking about it any further other than... We went there. I think, I think there was kind of more, more of a moral of the story was always look out for your family. Always, st- you know, remind yourself to you only got one family. And at any point in any time, you could lose each other.
0: That concludes Carrie's story on Lost Children of the Alleghenies. Thank you, Carrie. Um, and I bet you your dad has some Johnstown stories as well. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to move on to something that the overall subject is very familiar to just about everybody. Plus, it's been made popular through a lot of different movies. And um, I'm thinking particularly, and I don't know why this one pops up into my head, but there's uh, my favorite. It's funny because when found footage first came out, I was like, meh. But it's actually grown on me over time. This one in particular has grown on me, and I think it... It doesn't get the love that I think it deserves, but that's just, like, my opinion, man. I'm thinking of the scene where, in Paranormal Activity 3, the um, guy, the husband, the dad, who has um, the two daughters, you know, it's set in the 80s, and he's a cameraman. He, he like, videos weddings. He's a videographer.
1: He's, he's there. He's the boyfriend. He's the boyfriend. He's the boyfriend. He's not the father.
0: Thank you for correcting me. I, I knew it was not just like the traditional whatever. But um the his his assistant is filming inside of the bathroom with the one girl and like they do the bloody Mary thing and anyways, that is the subject. Um but I'm going specifically with a version of Bloody Mary. Her name would be Mary Black. And again, I am from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And my experience, (coughs) excuse me, with Mary Black is very much like everybody else's experience. Um, Only there is a slight twist on Mary Black version of Bloody Mary. Um my experience with the idea of bloody Mary is like everyone else's. Excuse me. I was at a sleepover in about 7th grade and won't use names or anything like that, but um we did the whole it had to have been 1 or 2 a.m. up late Probably playing video games. I remember we were like playing flashlight tag outside. Eating junk food. Eating, actually, yeah, a lot of junk food. (laughs) Uh, I remember we had pizza, all that good sleepover stuff. We did not watch a horror movie that night. So I don't even know why. Oh no, I take that back. We did watch a horror movie that night. We watched first, we watched Above the Rim, which is a great basketball movie. And then we watched... Tales from the Hood, which mm. you need to watch that still, I think. That's yeah. A, that's a great that's a great anthology horror movie. And that's probably why this took the turn that it did this night. And everybody was into, like, WWF wrestling at that point. I even, like, dipped my toe in it for, like, a good year that I, year. I
1: even think, like, my one neighbor, the only other neighbor girl besides my sister, her brothers were big into WWF. Wrestling and yeah, so so I was even exposed at that point.
0: Yeah, there there was like a You know 1997 or 98 like there was like the height of WWF Arguably where you just it didn't matter even if you weren't a fan you were gonna hear about it Especially that was still the days of pay-per-view and playing for oh, like yeah. anyways, so um Pay- <coughs> What no <Never> mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to know so No, Um, you don't. So, getting back to Bloody Mary, or maybe I do, um, we started doing Dares. And keep in mind, this is like 1997 ish, I think. And I do remember one of the movies that we would watch constantly throughout the 90s got heavy replay was the original Candyman movie. Scared the shit out of us. So, of course, Bloody Mary, Candyman, within the same, cut from the same cloth, right? you've got the lore of saying Bloody Mary's name three times or however many times in the mirror. And supposedly she's supposed to like either come out of the mirror or scratch your face.
1: Mark you some way.
0: Mark you. So we each took our turns and like we would literally pull each other kicking and screaming into the bathroom with the one person who was willing to do it and the one chicken shit who was not willing to do it. There was... There was like probably six or seven draw, of us. Like straws or no, something. No, it was like we're doing this. Like no, and the, like probably I would say half of us were like no. You're not getting me to do it. I'm not going in that bathroom. You're not locking me in here with you while you say Bloody Mary in the mirror three times with the lights completely off. So two guys who I will just say had the same first name. This was like after we did it two or three times, and again this is probably like somewhere between one and three a.m. Um, the witching hour. The witching hour, yeah. Middle of the night is scary enough, especially in western PA at night and the streets were dark as hell. This was before the bright LED light days where everything yeah. just had that soft gentle glow about it. These two guys, after we did it a few times and somebody was actually crying at this point cuz they were terrified at the idea, but we were assholes and made them do it anyways. <sighs> These we were friends. Such that, good that such good ne- friends. That
1: would never be allowed <coughs> today. That's
0: what that's what guys did back then. Yeah. They went in there. We heard a blood-curdling scream. And this is a true story. And the smaller of the two gentlemen came out with scratches on his face for everybody to see. And it was like, ha ha, so funny. You did that to yourself on purpose. The guy was not consolable for like a good hour after that. It did wow. not, if he faked it, it was the great, he deserved an Oscar. I don't think he was faking uh, if it. If he I,
1: was that upset.
0: I, so they did it. And he's like, the lights flickered whenever we said her name after three times. We thought we saw like a fog of breath on the mirror. And he came out with like two or three scratch marks across his one cheek. And I mean, it drew blood. Like, he, like, and people were like, why the hell did you do that to yourself? And then somebody else was like, well, why would you do that to him? That's not even funny. And the guy who this happened to who had the scratches like no he didn't he didn't even touch me like he was on the other side of the bathroom when this happened to me like he was like i swear to you and of course throughout the night people were like come on you're fucking with me you're like this is made up you guys are in on it together do i think that they embellished embellished do i think their imaginations run well um of course they do because we're 13 year olds at a sleepover
1: he could have even scratched it on something out like sharp no no, no 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 this was
0: clearly nail marks Mm -hmm. and he either did it himself the other guy did it to him they ran on it together or something did happen we'll never know because we weren't inside that bathroom with them but it was weird and 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 think and now i'm sitting here chuckling at it but in the moment like people were like what do you think happened do you actually think that he summoned bloody Mary?" you could hear a bunch of 13 year olds around (laughs) a circle like at night eating way too much junk food hopped up on soda and pizza Oh, the
1: dreams that you guys had Oh,
0: we didn't sleep. We yeah, di- We didn't sleep. Uh, the next couple of days at home when I had to do chores, I wanted to sleep, but I paid for it later. That's like the 13-year-old hangover is too much sugar, salt, <laughs> caffeine, and Not crap enough food. sleep. Not enough sleep. That's the hangover for, for youngins. But anyways, I'm going to take that thought of Bloody Mary that everybody is, <coughs> pardon me, familiar with. And I'm going to tell you about one specific Mary, Mary Black. And I want to specifically pull from A neighboring town, Elwood City. Mm. Um, Isn't that
1: where we used to catch the bus?
0: Um, uh, Elwood City was fairly far from there Mm -hmm. uh, whenever we had our internships in Pittsburgh. The elwoodcity.org staff from article about eight years ago already, October 30th, 2015, the headline is, From 2012, Mary Black, Fact, Fiction, or Both? Mary Black uh, is this, and I'm just paraphrasing this article, and I'll interweave some of my personal experiences with this particular Mary, Um, was supposedly a witch in Lawrence County, Pennsylvania, right on the line with Eastern Ohio, the Youngstown, Boardman, Poland area. Supposedly a witch during the 1800s. Since the 50s, people had been making up stories about specifically a guy named Harry the Hermit, who was like a local hobo of sorts, Spinning tales about all these different characters and creatures mm-hmm. in Newcastle. Um, my dad, I think somebody in my family has met this Harry the Hermit. He used to tell stories, but this this Mary Black was a real person. But uh, a lot of folklore. Um, some of it is real. They've come to find out is real. Some of it is a question mark. <coughs> Mary Black was born. In Ireland, and like a lot of immigrants, Irish immigrants, immigrants from everywhere, migrated, or excuse me, immigrated to Western PA in the 1830s. Um, She lived specifically in my township. Oh, wow. Okay. Shenango Township within Lawrence County. A lot of this information I'm getting does come from the Lawrence County Historical Society. So Mary Black lived until the the late 1880s, died around the age of 87. Long life back then. Oh, that's still a long life today. Yeah. Um, buried with other members of her family in a place, Carrie, that they call the Tyndall Cemetery. I'm not sure if if some of these gravestones are still there, but you could say that there was a lot of stories about Mary Black. One of them was, and, and you can Google this, that um, very similar to the Blair Witch, huh. where people would say that she used to... Um, One, people, kids would go playing near her house and they would go missing. People were found murdered within her region where her cabin was. Okay. Um, In 1993, there was a quarry that a kid on my bus, unfortunately, his mom was, um, was taken and she was found, I don't know, a month or so later in this quarry around this area. It, they never caught the guy but what i'm saying is in this general vicinity and back a in these woods and the turkey hill area happened. a lot of bad stuff has happened over the past 150 or so years or whatever and um some say that she could turn herself into a black cat and she would that's how she would steal children she would be able to morph as a cat make her way through the windows and then take the children that way the difference between the overall Bloody Mary showing up is that if you said Mary Black's name three times, she could pop out from anywhere in your bedroom and grab you and steal you or claw at you while you're laying in bed. So this version of Bloody Mary was a hell of a lot scarier than the overall yeah. one. She yeah. wasn't just confined to a mirror. It was a real person. She was a real boogie woman. Okay. I grew up in Chenango Township probably about 15 a 15 minute drive to these back areas and you could take these back areas to like Beaver Falls basically. And I mean, it's really, there's nothing back there. Okay. There is a place called Turkey Hill. And one of my friend's dads was part of the Lawrence um, County Historical Society to what degree or what role he had. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but I remember we just started driving. This is 1999 (laughs) and this is October and you know me when it comes to October, that's when the prankster in me comes out full. F- I mean, I prank year around, but right. But like everybody in our family, October is my month. I love it. I love it more than my birthday month. Got the license. Do we want to go to uh ghoul mansion and go get some wings? Do we want to go to a, a hayride? Do we want to just have some girls over and watch some scary movies? How about all the above? It was always all the above for me. I could never get enough of scary stuff probably cared about that more than the girls (laughs) truthfully
1: I can't imagine too many girls back in that day until there (sighs) was you
0: little did I know I would be doing a podcast with you Um, well our first movie was a horror movie that we watched that's right Texas Chainsaw Massacre my one friend says to me he's hearing me talk about weekend plans hey I got an idea I'm like what and he's like teasing me with it he's like "No, no no I'll see you at lunch he's like I gotta think about this so I'm at lunch. He's like being all quiet while we're bullshitting at, at the lunch table. There's like 10 minutes to go on lunch. I'm like, are you going to tell me your idea or what? And he's like sitting scribbling something and he hands me a napkin. I'm like, what are you? It's a goddamn treasure map, man. What What the hell is this? He's like, no, you know, Mary black, right? He's like, this is a map to her grave site. I'm like, bullshit. And at the time I'm like, bullshit that that is. Isn't this how horror movies start? This is like how a found footage starts, right?
1: The original found footage.
0: <laughs> um, what? Um, I...
1: Put a bunch of headlamps on with the camera.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you've got the dead stream line of thinking going on. <laughs> I love dead stream. So um, evil dead meets found footage. That's what dead stream is. But, uh, so we're at lunch. Shows me this map. He's like, hey, you know how my dad's a part of the Lawrence County Historical Society. He's like, I swear to you, this is the map about how when you get to the Turkey Hill Road, this is where you need to park. This is the path that you need to take. Here are the little landmarks that you're going to see along your way to the Tyndall Cemetery. And I had no, this is still early internet days. There was no just going up like, you would still have to go to the library yeah. or go to the Historical Society itself. So being as lazy as we were, it was like no, nah, we're not going to the library. We're not going to the store. We like, hey, so and so, ask your dad uh, about Bloody Mary. Have him show us the map, like because I think you're bullshitting me right now. Go over his house. He had the general directions right. Like he was a little bit off on some of the landmarks, but he was being genuine. Like he wasn't trying to bullshit. And his dad was like, no, no, this is if you go here, and I'm not going to get into details about how to get there because I don't want anybody yeah. else trying to go there because it's from what I understand, it's actually pretty dangerous now to mm. even try to attempt to go there. Check out Mary black factor fiction article through elwoodcity.org. Elwood um, city.org. The, the Lawrence County historical society has Mary black's grave. So again, this is an October night. There's probably about Four of us and two girls, too many, one too many people packed into a 97 brown Chevy Blazer. Oh my God. Okay. We were packed to the hill. I remember we were passing around a pizza box in the car while we were driving probably about 1am-ish and uh, we're like, oh yeah. And I even remember in the car, oh, you remember when so-and-so did the Bloody Mary? And I'm like, oh yeah, he was full of shit. There's no way, you know, we're reminiscing about seventh grade Was he part outdoors. of that group? He was not in that group. He was kind of like his group of friends was kind of adjacent to ours but there was a moment in time I think we were playing sports together, and that's why all that happened. But anyways, um, no, and actually two of us out of the four of us guys were at that sleepover. The other two were not. One of them moved over. No, three out of four. One of them had just moved last year from another neighboring school and quickly became our friend. Mm. And um, we're in this car passing around the pizza, and uh, there was no... I think there was GPS, but wait, none of us had GPS. It was MapQuest. MapQuest. Those we mapped, days. We mapped Quest Bloody Mary. <coughs> <laughs> it's like, hold on, flip the paper. Hold on, how do we get to Bloody
1: Mary's grave site? Kids these days will never know the stress of MapQuest. Thank goodness MapQuest. they don't.
0: Thank goodness they don't, okay? I'm going to go on a whole old man spiel now. But anyways, no. Um, I'm going to steal your drink again. I remember we had printouts like our thoughts about Bloody Mary. And we were passing around, the girls like, you guys are ridiculous. You're so immature. You're just trying to scare us, which, yeah, we were. Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. Like, hey, girls, why don't you cuddle up to me if you're scared? <laughs> That's what my 16-year-old mind was thinking.
1: The smooth move.
0: Carrie, are you scared right now? Don't you want to cuddle up with me?
1: I'm cold.
0: That's why you would cuddle up with me to get warm. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> I'm going to do the butthead laugh. uh. <laughs> So we're, this is like one o'clock in the morning and park my car. We are at the edge of the woods and we go through to where this, it's barely a footpath. This thing is overgrown. Mm. You, you talked about the gravel path then turning into the woods. The, there were weeds up to my kneecaps and there was just enough space where I could see where other people attempted walking through here for whatever reasons. Back in the seventies, Late 70s, early 80s. The Lawrence County Historical Society has Mary Black's gravestone because while the local Boy Scouts tried renovating the Tyndall Cemetery and they were successful to a degree, it did fall into disrepair again and people were trying to take the Mary Black headstone. And I remember rumors at one point they purposely even put a fake Mary Black headstone to deter people from getting to the real headstone. Whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. Love to go back and talk to like a gravekeeper. Um, a graveyard keeper. But um, pardon me. We made our way back there. We walked through the path. We got to an area that was pretty damn muddy, and in some parts it was flat out turning into like a swamp. Okay. Um, we couldn't make it past a certain point, but there was a large tree where Mary Black's grave was, supposedly and there was a, like a a hump of a rock over what looked like the outline of what would be about the size of a coffin. Hmm. It was like there was the ground and then there was this little lumpy rec- long rectangular space right near a tree. And <clears throat> on the map that the dad from the historical society said pointed right to this tree. And Right about around that time, we heard like a growl, which God could, dang, have, been could anything. have been a coyote. Yeah. It could have been a wolf. It could have been a bear.
1: I was just going to say, yeah, bears were very common in that could time. Could have been cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> Still want to see that movie.
0: Um, cocaine bear in Crystal Lake Woods. That's what I want to see. Um, So we ran like hell. Yeah and i was not the only one that heard it it's like almost everybody heard it simultaneously and my one friend was white as white could be he was truly terrified like everybody was like in the car they're like oh my god did you fucking hear that yeah i heard that yeah it was just that kind of like holy shit, get the hell out of here oh and then you hear the girls like what if it follows us home <laughs> it's so ridiculous um it probably was an animal it probably was an animal but, like, then, then your imagination takes it from there. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, rick Like, and think about this. The animal was controlled. Think about this. Let's put this in the context of 1999. We were looking up. We had not quite yet watched the Blair Witch Project.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Okay. And I remember on my old computer that my buddy showed me the old Blair Witch Project site. So now that I'm thinking about that, that's probably why we were like all about the witch. We were Mm -hmm. all about Bloody Mary, a.k.a. our own version, Mary Black.
1: Your own Blair Witch Project.
0: Pretty much what we were thinking. Um, I love Blair Witch, by the way. So, yeah, guys, um, one more thing I'd like to note. Check out, if you can, on YouTube regarding Mary Black. There is a 20-minute documentary where a fella by the name of troy jackson interviews the lawrence county historical society about mary black um this jackson guy teamed up with the these local history experts and um yeah the description says the filmmaker uses genuine research old-fashioned detective work and stylish storytelling to uncover the truth behind what he calls the ghost witch mary black Hmm. and uh it's got a decent amount of views on there but yeah um you should even watch this, Carrie. It's, it's pretty neat. They show you the, uh, the headstone in yeah. here. This is the, ex- you can see I have the YouTube, pulled up. that's the exact path that I was on.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll play this later. But, yeah, guys, check it out. Go switch Mary Black on YouTube to get a little bit more information on my local version of uh, Bloody Mary.
1: There's so, yeah. There's no way you would have gotten me out there. I would have said, nope. Enjoy.
0: What if I would have taken you out to eat afterwards? Well, not at 1 a.m., but before.
1: No, no, I would go out to eat at 1 a.m. Like, see you tomorrow. (laughs) I'll be like, I'll wait in the car. You go explore. I'll wait in the car. Then let's go eat.